0: Welcome to the Artist Pivot Podcast. My name is Ayana Major Bay, and well, I'm your host. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. This is a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between that I hope will remind other creatives that we innately have it in us to reevaluate and adapt. When I'm not podcasting, my world is full of voiceovers, musical theater, mentoring, travel, and some cooking and baking. But enough about me. Let's get on with the show. On this episode, I am joined by spoken word artist, host, entrepreneur, and mentor, Jay Rose. She was born and raised in Queens, and her love of hip-hop inspired her to start writing poetry. After 20 years of writing and seven years of performing on stages all over NYC, Jay Rose decided she wanted to build a safe space for other creatives to share their work. So in 2018, she founded the creative platform The Rose Garden Events, J. Rose has expanded into curating and hosting performance-based events such as monthly open mic nights, showcases, fundraisers, small business expos, and more. In 2020, her creative journey led J. Rose to media production and journalism. She launched her first talk show, The J. Rose Experience, where she brings an intimate look into the creative process of poetry, music, art, and entrepreneurship from the perspective of poets. What started out as a New York City-based talk show quickly evolved into a countrywide project that is now a traveling talk show. Additionally, she facilitates spoken word workshops to teach children and young adults how to use poetry as a voice for their communities. We discuss her journey from page to stage as a spoken word artist, how she discovered her own power, and that she didn't come to play with nobody. Here's our conversation. All right, y'all. I am so excited to say that today joining me on the podcast is Miss J Rose. Hello there. Hi, how are Hi. you? Oh, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super good. excited. Oh, thank you for coming on. I'm excited too. Oh, I'm so excited. I love it. So I'm gonna start with this question. It may throw you off a little bit, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. So, I'm here for it. <laughs> if I were to text you right now and ask you, J-Rose, how are you doing? But you could only respond to me in emojis. What would be your reply?
1: Um, It would probably be the emoji that has like one big eye, one little eye and like the squiggly mouth. Like he looks drunk. Like uh-huh. <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> how I'm feeling right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what right. the heck is going on? Right, there's a lot happening. You're like that's yes. that's the emoji you get. I'd be like, okay, girl, you need me to come over. <laughs> you <Yes. laughs> good? Yes, I can use more friends like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yeah, so thank you for answering. And also, yeah. y'all, you can't see her, but her nails right now are giving me life. <laughs> like you. they really are. I love them. I'm here for thank them. You. Uh, thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. Um, but welcome to the show. And as we spoke about before, this is a conversation just to remind artists that we've been pivoting long before the pandemic happened. And we're going to continue to pivot long after the pandemic has passed. Right, right. And our innate ability to do so, you know, and to hear someone else's story to be like, y'all, I've been been adapting, I've been pivoting and I've, I've made it out. So where I want to start is, first of all, how you became a spoken word artist, like where that even came from. We'll get to the pivots that you did in 2020 and with your business and all of that. But I'll take right. me back to the beginning. How did you even how did spoken word even come into your life?
1: Um, all right. So we, we gonna take it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have been writing poetry for over 20 years Okay. I've been writing poetry since I was 16 years old, um, but I was never really like confident in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then little by little, I started meeting other poets and um, I started meeting other poets mm-hmm. and getting really inspired to kind of be brave and get on the stage. Yeah. So it wasn't until about maybe five or six years ago when I actually took my poetry to the stage. Before that I was very scared, very shy. I was like even thinking about being on stage made me want to throw up. Um and what really pushed me to kind of get into that space was I was actually going through a lot in my life, mm-hmm. in my personal life. And I was struggling with like how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. I was dealing with a lot of relationship issues at home. I wasn't happy. I didn't feel good about myself. And I felt like I needed something to a major pivot in my life. And I decided to just let me just try it.
0: Mm-hmm. And what
1: I did was instead of just like, oh, I'm going to try and perform because I'm extra. Right. I don't I'm not like, oh, let's peel the bandaid off little by little. <laughs> I'm like, rip the sucker off and throw him away. Let's go. We're going in. So instead of, like, practicing and, try and testing the waters, I dove right into it. And I decided to host my own poetry slam. What? And yeah. So, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do, do a poetry slam. I didn't compete, but I wanted to host it. Okay. And I was already in this, like, Instagram poetry community where mm-hmm. we shared poems with each other. I used to post a lot of my poetry on Instagram and people used to try to encourage me to like do spoken word and I was always scared so I reached out to those people that community and I asked if they would be interested in participating in the slam and a bunch of people said yes and I was like Mm -hmm. I I put together this amazing event it was Mm -hmm. over a hundred people showed up just to like support you know because it's my first event and that's what pushed me to start practicing and memorizing my poetry and doing spoken word and it's been, ever since then, It's it, that was five years ago, that first event. As, it was okay. like last week was the five-year anniversary of that event.
0: Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I love it. You really did just rip the band-aid off. I did. I was not, I did not come here
1: to play. Right. <laughs> I ripped it off and that's it. I walked in wounds and all.
0: <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. You did not come to play with nobody. Right. Nobody. <laughs> I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it on the grandest scale.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it it was, it was great because I I was very supported and seeing, um, you know, seeing how like people really believed in me, you know, Mm -hmm. never even Mm -hmm. knowing my poetry, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like friends were just like, they didn't even, there was people that were like, I didn't even know you wrote poetry, you know? I I was just going to ask you
0: that. Right. Did they know?
1: No, they didn't know. And when I when I went up there and I performed, I performed a very powerful piece. And like mm-hmm. I people were like getting emotional from the piece I did. And mm-hmm. people were just like shocked. They were like they I wasn't even like J. Rose at that time. Like people still calling me Jasmine. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, wow. Yes. That's beautiful. So you walked right into it. Absolutely. I did. With scars and scared Everything. and, fear and all, of it, all of it, but you are Hurting into and
1: mm-hmm. unsure of, you know, where this was going to take me. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I wasn't really confident in myself, even as an artist. I wasn't confident in my, in my craft. I wasn't, mm-hmm. but I just said, you know, let's do
0: this. Right. And give it a shot. You know, right. it's the worst thing that can happen. It doesn't work out. that's it exactly exactly so then my question would be how did you become a confident in yourself as an artist and in your craft was it just time um
1: it uh yeah I mean over time I started hosting open mics Mm -hmm. um I started getting featured I think what gave me I I guess now thinking about it because I don't always think I I don't think I ever really think about this but um I started performing at other platforms and I started going to other open mics Okay. and I started meeting other poets and, you know, I was getting a lot of encouragement and compliments, but there mm-hmm. was a particular open mic that I went to, um, it's for a platform called inspired word. Mm-hmm. And they've been around for a very long time. They're one of the longest running platforms in New York city. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of people, actors, um, go and perform there, you know, singers. It's a, it's a, A lot of people go there. And I remember I went to the open mic and the guy who, um, Mike Geffner, who's the, he runs the the platform, he came up to me and offered me a feature Mm -hmm. on one of his other shows. So he gave me my very first feature gig. And I had like just started really like maybe less than a year performing. Mm -hmm. And for someone to see me on stage and then come up to me and offer me a feature set, which was like big, like feature featuring on a platform is like being like the headliner, you know what I mean, or being yes. like the person that gets a little extra time on stage. Mm-hmm. So he gave me my first feature, and when I saw that, um, and I started after I featured on his platform, I started getting featured everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started getting paid to perform, like I was like, wow, like I'm actually good enough. And I started like getting a lot, you know, building up my confidence, and now hosting really pulled the that extrovert out of me Mm. um there's people that grew up with me to this just the other day somebody sent me a message and was like um oh my she said oh my god I'm so proud of you I cannot Mm. believe you are the person that you are today um they're shocked because I was never like an extroverted person I was extroverted around Mm. my friends because I was in safe spaces with them yes but Other than that, I was really shy. I was timid. I wasn't like, I didn't like date boys at an early age. I wasn't like Mm -hmm. those girls. So I kept to myself a lot. You know, I wasn't part of the cool crowd, you know, but I knew Mm -hmm. everybody. I was popular, but I wasn't a cool kid.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Whatever that actually means. Because now that I'm long out of high school, I'm like, does that even mean anything? No, right, right. What?
1: <laughs> Exactly. These days, you don't even, it doesn't even matter.
0: Right, 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 right. Yes. Yes. I got it. Well, yes. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And along the lines of that. So I know that in 2018, you went into a little, a little entrepreneur bubble or umbrella, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> yes. um, and started the Rose Garden events. Right. Um, but before that, how did you get to that idea? So were you coming from like a different job, like uh, corporate America or anything before you were like, um, you know what? I'm actually going to do it myself. So I'm going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> I love
1: that question. Yes.
0: <laughs> because that question leads to
1: me finding my purpose. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I was in corporate America. I was mm-hmm. a director of human resources for a merchant cash advance company. Okay. And I was... The, one of the only women that held one of the highest positions in the company mm-hmm. the people I answered to were the owners and answer to nobody else okay it was a male-dominated environment mm-hmm. so it's after four and a half years of being there it affected my mental health mm-hmm. and it was a very toxic environment for me it was not a good place mm-hmm. so I had to take a leave they forced me to take a leave okay. because of what I was dealing with the stress and how it was affecting my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the time was coming where my leave was about to be done and I was about to go back to work. Okay. And mind you, I got to spend the whole summer with my kids. Like I was home, like it was, it felt good to yeah. not have to get up and deal and walk into a toxic environment every day from nine to five. Mm-hmm. So um, I sat down on my porch and it was like a few days before, it was like a week before I had to go back to work. And like something inside of me was like, I really don't want to go back there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back because I need to start making money again because yeah. um, I had a very good salary. But I don't I had no intentions of being there more than another year. OK. Um. So I started thinking to myself, well, what can I do that mm-hmm. I can make money with? Because I started reali I started to see how powerful I am. Mm-hmm. Right. I built this HR department from scratch for this company in four years. We went from a company that was had 25 employees to 125 employees, and I was running the whole office. Yeah. And I got to see how powerful I was. Mm-hmm. And it made me think like, damn, I'm helping this person build an empire for themselves. I'm busting my butt every day working like more than eight hours a day. Let me tell you, it wasn't no regular nine to five. I was there at eight in the morning. I was leaving at like 10 o'clock at night doing payroll. I was working from home sometimes. Like it was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing all this. And at the end of the day, the owner of the company gets to drive home in his Rolls Royce and Mm -hmm. I'm in my Kia and I'm doing all the work. And Mm -hmm. he's just telling me what to do or yelling at me, being disrespectful. I was being treated like crap. Mm -hmm. I wasn't being respected as a woman. Um, It was crazy. So I was like, yo, I'm doing all this work. I could be putting that energy into myself. Like I could build my own empire. Like, you know, how does, how, you know, yeah, I had a good salary. I was getting paid well, but like on the other side of that coin, I was, my Mm -hmm. mental health was suffering. You know, my self-image was suffering. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe if I do something for myself, what can I do for myself? So I was like, yeah. okay, I, I write poetry. Maybe I could publish a book. Mm-hmm. But it's not really, publishing a book isn't something that was a dream of mine. So okay. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sell enough books to like actually make a living from it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, so and I was like, let's scratch that idea. So then I started thinking, well, I do like, hosting events you know I had done my slam I had did a few other showcases after that and then I I stopped my mental health was really bad this Mm -hmm. job was time was consuming my life Mm -hmm. so I had stopped doing events so I was like maybe I could go back to doing events and then that's when I had the epiphany Mm -hmm. and my purpose the path to my purpose became extremely clear Mm -hmm. and I realized it wasn't like, what do I like to do? It was it was more like, what am I really good at organically with no effort, mm, right? Mm. And I thought, okay, doing events. But right. why am I so good at that? So when I started unpacking the why, mm-hmm. that's when my purpose came out of that bag, right? Yes. It was because... I'm very good at connecting people. I'm very good at connecting with people and I'm very good at connecting people together. Mm -hmm. I have a power where I can create spaces where people can come together where they normally wouldn't be in the same space if it wasn't for me. Right. So I realized that my purpose was to create spaces for people to Mm -hmm. grow. I realized that my purpose, and it wasn't just for creatives, it's also for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I realized like, okay, I'm going to start doing events. I'm going to start creating, um, creative events. I'm going to make them fun. They're going to be different. They're not going to be like the open mics that everybody else goes to. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to stand out because I know that I have something special, Yeah. you know, and what I have, knowing that I have something special and knowing that my, what is special serves my purpose. Mm-hmm. That was when it all happened. And I, that was in September of 2018, and by November I opened my business I officially legally like started the Volkswagen event as a legal corporation. Wow, mhm. And I have not looked back since I actually in March of 2019, I lost that job mm-hmm. um, and I never looked back never
0: yeah, because there's no need to
1: no. I walked away with a vast amount of knowledge from from working there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. I I when when I lost that job, it was in in one of the most difficult times in my life. I was going through a really bad breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like depressed again. Like I've mm-hmm. gone through so many times in my life where depression really was like controlling me, and mm-hmm. you know, losing your job in the middle of a of a depressive state when you're. De- dealing with a breakup and moving back home with your parents and, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. Like, it just was like, kick me while I'm down. Why don't you? Mm -hmm. Um, But it ended up being one of the best things that ever happened in my life. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I get a little sad
1: sometimes
0: when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understood. But, But also, for me, hearing that from you, I'm literally hearing your resilience. Like, you, of course, weren't feeling it then. But now you're like, no, I survived that. Right. Go me. Like, okay. Like, (laughs) yes. You did a good job. Yes, you did did a a good good job. job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And so I know that the Rose Garden events continue to flourish. And then the pandemic hit us. The madness. Right, the madness. So tell me how you were able to, you know, pivot, adapt, and just adjust things that you're like, you know what, y'all? I'm going to continue going, even though Rona want to come in and try and mess me up. (laughs) The
1: pandemic was, you know, not to take away the lives that were lost and the the suffering that we went through. Like we all, I don't think there's not one person in this world that was not affected by this pandemic in some way, whether they lost somebody, whether then they themselves got sick, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody Mm -hmm. got a piece of the, the the pie. I don't want to curse. Yes. Yes. You know, um, so, it you know, that was like the bad side, right? Yeah. But then yes. there was this like beauty that came out of this chaos mm-hmm. that for me, the pan- this pandemic was exactly what I needed mm-hmm. to just kick the door open on things and just take over everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we I had just finished filming the first season of my talk show. Okay. And the first episode dropped on the first week of March, and by the second week of March we went into lockdown. Uh-huh. So between not being able to go back into the studios to film the second season
0: mm-hmm.
1: be- and not being able to continue doing my monthly open mic that I was doing, um, I was doing open mics in Harlem, Brooklyn, Queens. Every month I had an open mic. Mm-hmm. I took literally probably like two minutes of uh running around screaming in my head, like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh And I immediately, and this is because I'm a solution driven person. I don't sit and dwell on the, on the problem Mm -hmm. or the challenge because worrying about it and dwelling on it doesn't help. But if you're thinking about it from the lens of a solution, Mm -hmm. then you're actually doing something productive. So I probably stressed out for like two minutes. Okay. And then immediately I was like, all right, open mic on Zoom. What's up? And it was crazy because everybody was doing Instagram live open mics. Okay. So what I was doing is I was jumping on all these lives and I was performing mm-hmm. and then I was like getting all these followers. I started averaging like a hundred followers a week. Yes. Um, yeah. It was, it went from like 30 followers a week to a hundred mm. followers a week. Like, wow for like maybe three, four months straight, my, yeah. my, my social media following exploded. Mm-hmm. And I started connecting with poets and creatives from all over the country, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I watched everybody because I'm an observer mm-hmm. and I'm watching everybody on IG Live. I'm watching the technology, how it works. I'm looking at how people are experiencing it as performers. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to do this on Zoom. I'm going to do something different. Yeah, and I was one of the first platforms that started doing open mics on Zoom. Okay, we started um, March twentieth. So, like that was that immediate. First, that was you know the same mean? month. I was, girl, I did not come <laughs> here to play. You I did not. We, I don't, told you we don't peel the band aid, girl. We rip you, it right you, off. Yes, come, honey. Listen, <laughs> I ripped that band aid right off and started doing this virtual open mic we were doing it every friday mm-hmm. we did it every friday for like 9 months straight wow. um and then we took it down to every two fridays and now mm-hmm. we're doing it monthly so it's still going on even okay. though things opened up a little bit and i'm doing now i'm doing in person events again i've been doing in person mm-hmm. events since all, april the minute okay. they were like okay city's open i was like all right open mm-hmm. mic let's go i was on it again yeah. so like i didn't wait other people were waiting to kind of see things out. They were scared. They were nervous. People people get uncomfortable when it comes to change. But like yeah. if you have to be able to adapt, you have to be able to pivot whenever mm-hmm. you are needed to. Yeah. Um, because that's part of being solution minded, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I jumped right into it, girl. I was like, all right, we're doing this virtual thing. I'm we're still doing it because we've been able to create such a great following and such a great virtual space for people to express themselves that I feel like I still have an obligation to those people. I don't want to be like the world is open. Peace out guys. See you later. (laughs) You know, I still want to, you know, provide them with their spaces. And we have people all over the world, like that tune in for Australia, Germany, UK, like they be everywhere. Um, so that's that was like my response to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I didn't wait right um, I knew that you know like I knew that my my community needed me, mm-hmm. and I had to make sure that I give them the space that they're used to having the space that I know they need by any means necessary right you know and and i and I did it, I did, and I'm still doing it and it ended up because of the pandemic and not being able to go into studios in New York to film. And because I met and connected with so many poets outside of New York, Mm -hmm. that's how the show ended up turning into a traveling show. Because that wasn't the concept for the show before. Originally, the concept for the show was going to be I was going to just interview poets in New York. Right. And highlight all these New York poets, all these New York creatives. And eventually, goals Mm -hmm. was to travel, you know, at some point. Yeah. Right. And when we couldn't get back into studios in New York and I started meeting all these people, I was talking to my production team. I was like, damn, I know these really cool people outside of New York. I really wish I could like interview them. Mm -hmm. And they were like, let's do it. We could make it happen. And sure enough, August of last year, we drove down to Atlanta. We filmed Mm -hmm. the second season in Atlanta. We filmed the third season in um, Philly. Mm -hmm. And then we just got back in June from filming in Tampa. Okay. So... We've been doing a thing and it's all because of the pandemic. So it it was like that was the beauty out of the chaos, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, there was opportunities to, to cry tears of mourning. But then there was so many other opportunities to cry tears of joy because of the opportunities that were coming my way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. 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 I oh, I love it. And I'm excited and congratulations. Like I have all the words and feelings right now about that. That it's just it makes me so happy. Like even when you were saying your virtual um poetry slams from Australia and Germany, like if the pandemic didn't happen, that oh, that yeah. would you would have not connected with people in other countries. Right. And like right. You, said, you wouldn't have traveled with your show. Yeah. Like, that I is met many
1: friends with, in, in the UK and I went to the UK in March to go visit my friends. Y- yes.
0: Like, yes. <laughs> yes. So it's that like the beauty that, d- that did come out of the chaos and the destruction and the sadness, you know, the other, the other side of that pillow or that coin. Right. Is the beauty that came out of. It is. It is. It. Um, it's something that I'm,
1: I'm proud of. I don't, I don't often get to take enough time to be proud of myself
0: mm-hmm. because I'm
1: so caught up in just constantly creating spaces for others. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, when I have conversations like this and I share my story mm-hmm. for me, it's a moment of like, Oh wow. I really should be proud of myself.
0: Yes, you <laughs> should. You should put, pat yourself on the back. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be Good job. Good job, J Rose. Good job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Be proud of yourself. Stand in it. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. So my next question to you would be, this is not easy. What you have done is not easy by any feat, but you knew that you were called to do it. You were pushed to do it. You were like, I got to solve a problem. I got to be there. So now what advice or nugget of wisdom would you give to other artists and creatives who, you know, you know, some of us, we got to peel the Band-Aid off. We can't rip right. it off like you. But what advice would you be what? like, y'all, you can rip off the Band-Aid? Like- <laughs> right.
1: Right. Um, I guess I could say, like, don't be afraid to take risks when it comes to your artistry mm-hmm. or when it comes to wanting to pursue your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never easy and anything that leads to success is never easy, right. you know, because if it was easy, then everybody would be successful. Right. Yeah. So you have to understand that, like, in order to get to a certain goal, you're going to have to be dedicated. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be resilient. You're going to have to roll with the punches. You're going to mm-hmm. have to pivot, you mm-hmm. know, um, and you're going to have to be really patient with yourself and mm-hmm. with progress. And I think that that's the problem that a lot of people have because we live in this like short attention span world where everything needs to be immediate. There needs to be this instant gratification. And we all like, you know, we thrive on that Mm -hmm. um, because our attention spans are so short. So when things don't happen fast enough for us, we get really frustrated and we we feel like we want to give up and we want to walk away. Maybe we feel like it's not meant for us. But what is meant for you will come your way but you have to trust the process mm. and you have to be willing to accept that path. You have to be willing to accept all those tri- tribulations because they will lead you to that trial. Yeah. Um, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> like if someone told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, if you mm-hmm. would have told me this five years ago, 10 years ago, I mm-hmm. would have never believed you. Mm. Never. I'd have been like, what? Me hosting a talk show? You crazy? Like Mm -hmm. me on stage doing poetry and host? Get out of here. No way. I would never do that. Right. So you never know like where life is going to take you. Mm -hmm. But if you are walking in the path of your purpose and you make a conscious decision to pursue that purpose, Mm -hmm. um, then the universe will provide you all the opportunities that you need. And people sometimes are scared because they think that you know, there's not enough fans, you know, there's not enough money. There's not enough for me because everybody has, you have to understand that the universe lacks nothing. The universe is abundant. So what is yours is yours no matter what. So as long as you're walking in that path of purpose Mm -hmm. and the decisions that you make, the connections that you make, everything that you do has to serve your purpose because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't serve your purpose, it will not work out. It's yeah. not meant, you know, and it's okay. And when even when things don't work out, it's because it's not meant to work out because it's it's just pivoting you in the direction that you're really supposed to be going. Yes. So that that those are like, I guess, my bag of jewels that I, I can share with people. You know, um, I think pra- practicing patience is something that like we need to do a little bit more of because you know even now I have to I still have to tell myself to be patient. Mm-hmm. there's things that i want to accomplish outside of my creativity like more on a personal level yeah. you know like romantically and i gotta be patient i'm over here like i need to find me a good man girl where he at but you know he ain't ready for me either he ain't ready for me or i ain't ready for him so i just gotta be patient yes
0: yes but say that is- again for the people in the back the patience <laughs> sis. the patience
1: you gotta be patient you gotta yes. be patient things are if timing is everything and things come to you when it's the right time. A lot mm-hmm. of times we wish we get certain opportunities, but, you know, we get disappointed that they don't come our way. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about it. You're probably not ready for that opportunity yet. You yes. probably still got some inner work to do or you probably got things to to. Maybe that opportunity is too big and you got to be prepared for something that's scaled up. You know, you don't want to end up biting more than you can chew. So the universe knows this. So the universe will be like, nah, chill. You got to wait. You still got yes. to, you got to build that strength up a little bit more to carry this weight.
0: You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're all discovering that as yeah. well. It's 2020 like, oh,
1: definitely pushed us into a space where we have to like, we had to be patient. Yes. We were home doing nothing for months. Mm-hmm. You know scared, scared to go to the grocery store, like mm-hmm. scared to 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 do anything you know, yeah, scared to see families scared can 't even visit friends like it it was we were put through a lot, and mm-hmm. although introverts were thriving like <laughs> the extroverts we were we were suffering.
0: Girl. <laughs> I was like, I want to people. I'm right. just, like, I just want people. I want right. to decide when to go home. I want to decide when I'm like, okay, I've had enough of people. Right. But I want the, I want the option to decide, okay, I got to go home. <laughs> you want it to be your choice, not right. because you have to. Exactly. 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 Yes. Oh, my goodness. Jay Rose, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad that um, you invited me. I, I love nice. conversations like this. Yes, I do, too. And thank you for the invitation, uh, yeah. for accepting, excuse me, accepting my invitation. Right, right. Um, um, but before I let you go, before right. I let you go, there is one thing that I must say to you. Okay. And that is that I acknowledge you. I celebrate you and I uplift you. Thank you.
1: I appreciate that
0: a lot. You're so very welcome.
1: (laughs) Ah, Don't make me cry. (laughs) I'm emotional this week. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. (laughs) All these feelings.
0: (laughs) Listen to all the feelings. (laughs) Yes, yes. Jay Rose, thank you so much for sharing. Please feel free to visit this episode's show notes for links to get in touch with my guest, as well as a link to rate and review my podcast on Podchaser. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down to the rate and review section. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share this episode with at least one friend. Thank you for tuning in and I'll speak to you soon.